0: Praise the name of the Lord. This is D.K. to with Fox Solid Truth Live, and I'm so glad that each and every one of you have joined with us today. I pray, that, pray that, the, that you are walking forward in the glory of the Lord, that you are walking forth as victors for what he has imparted into our lives and given us the glory and the victory over. Praise the Lamb of God. I want you to know that you are the head. You are not the tail. You are more than conquerors. If you got your Bible, please turn to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fills you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today and magnify your name. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in the midst of your people. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and once again stand in this place to proclaim your word and proclaim your truth. We'll give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people. Said. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 John chapter 3, verse 19. We have been dealing with this for the past couple of weeks, and we have come to see through the word of God that many things that we feel because of unworthiness or guilt or condemnation or shame it's not coming from the Holy Ghost, but it's coming from our own heart. In fact, it's coming from our conscience. Look at First John three nineteen, And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. When you become born again, one-third of you became born again. We're a three-part man, spirit, soul, and body. When you became born again, the spirit was born again. Your soul wasn't born again. That's the reason for uh, renewing your mind. Your body was not born again, and because that will take place at a later date. And what the Word of God here is telling you is that you must assure the other two-thirds of you that you are in truth, that you are in a true relationship. You must assure your soul... And you must assure your body, because your body will follow your soul, and you must assure your soul that you are in a true relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You must assure your heart that you are righteous, because he made you righteous. You must assure your heart that you are holy, because he made you holy. You must assure the other two-thirds of you that you are in a true relationship. Look at verse 20. Verse 20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. This word is so powerful. If your heart does condemn you, then you must come to the realization and you must understand that God is greater than your heart. In other words, your heart condemning you, God is greater than that. And God knoweth all things. He knows that you are born again. He knows that you are more than a conqueror. He knows that you are not the head and the tail. He knows that you are righteous, and he knows that you are holy. If our heart condemns us, then we must come to the reality and stand against our heart and say, God is greater than our heart. God is not the one who condemns us. It's our heart. It's our conscience. And the Word of God tells us that if our heart does condemn us, then God is greater than our heart. Look at verse 21. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we hot confidence towards God. What a powerful scripture. What a powerful revelation. If our heart does not condemn us, then we have confidence. We have confidence towards God. You see, this is the revelation that every child of God desires to hear, and longs for truth. Look at Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. We all know the scripture. We've read it over and over again. We've read it a 100,000 times. Amen. And we know that condemnation is not to be in our lives after we become born again. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. The Word of God teaches us that if we are in Jesus Christ, if we are born again, there is to be no condemnation in our relationship with Him. You know, I don't know how to explain it or how to bring it forth any other way than that. If you're born again, condemnation should not be a part of your life, should not be a part of your relationship with Him. But yet I understand why condemnation is in your life. I understand why condemnation is in the lives of many. Because the church has taught that the Holy Spirit is the one that brings condemnation when we've done something wrong. Now, I don't know which denominations, but there are many. Because I've heard this many, many, many times before I come to the revelation of truth. The church teaches that it's the Holy Spirit that drives us to the altar, that drives us to weeping and travailing, as we sorrow over our past, even our future, and our present. I have a question. How is the child of God to ever be free from guilt and condemnation? How can the child of God ever walk in freedom and liberty, if the message is based on confusion and falsehoods concerning the Word of God. There's no way that you will ever be free. The Holy Spirit never points to your individual sin. Never. The Holy Spirit never tells you that God is displeased with you. The Holy Spirit never tells you that God is angry with you. The Holy Spirit never tells you that God's going to take away something that he gave you because of our actions. The Holy Spirit does not bring you to a place of remembrance and shame for any of your past mistakes. How do I know that? Because the Holy Spirit is the comforter, not the accuser. Jesus says, I'm going to send another comforter just like me. And yet multitudes of God's people have embraced this negative and condescending belief that it is in fact the Holy Spirit that is doing these things in our lives. And to continue in this line of thinking and believing, let me tell you what it's going to do. It's going to undermine and bring destruction to that which God desires to do in you because of grace, grace that has abounded towards you. The Holy Spirit is not the source of our condemnation. Now, I want you to listen to me very carefully because there's some things here, some scriptures that I want to bring to you that I pray will bring you revelation if you not already have that revelation. Look at John 14, verse 16. John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. John fourteen twenty six. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And someone is going to say, well, see there? He will bring us he will bring to us remembrance of the things that we've done. No, that's not what it says. It says that he will bring to remembrance all the things that he said to you, all the things that he's taught you, all of the things that he has brought to you in revelation knowledge. John fifteen twenty six. John fifteen twenty six. But when the comforters come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, listen to the Scripture, even the Spirit of truth, what does the Spirit of truth do? It makes you free. Which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. That is one of the biggest responsibilities or one of the biggest uh, teachings of the Holy Ghost, is that he always testifies of the Lord Jesus Christ. He always brings the truth and brings exhortation to the Lord Jesus Christ look at John 16:7 John 16:7 nevertheless i tell you the truth it is expedient for you that i go away for if i go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if i depart i will send him unto you i want you to grasp this Jesus is speaking here, and he says, it's expedient for you that I go away. That word expedient means that I must go away quickly. Because if I don't go away quickly, the Holy Comforter will not come to you. I must depart so that I can send him to you, because he's going to be just like me. Now look at John 13, verse 1. John 13, verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, he should... Let me read it again. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The 13th chapter of John is the beginning of the Passover meal. And it's the beginning of the instructions that Christ is going to be given to his disciples before his crucifixion. Now look at John 18.1. John eighteen one. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth He went forth, forth with his disciples over the brook Sidron, where was a garden, into which he entered and his disciples. Chapter 18 is when Jesus enters into the garden of Gethsemane. This was the night that Satan enters into Judas and is revealed as a traitor. This is the night that Peter openly and pridefully tells the Lord that although all men will forsake you, I will never leave you. And not only does Peter forsake the Lord but the next day, but the disciples forsake the Lord as well. This is the night that Satan is having a heyday with the emotions and the feelings of the disciples. This is the night that all of the disciples are perplexed and confused. Now look at John eighteen four. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? And Jesus, knowing all things that were going to come upon him, and yet four times, he tells his disciples between chapter 13 and 16 that he's going to send them another comforter knowing that all of the disciples are going to forsake him, knowing that Peter will send in the enemy's camp and deny him three times and even curse him, knowing that they will all be scattered like sheep. He tells them four times that he's going to be sending the comforter to encourage them, to lift them up, to build them up, to tell them about relationship that they have with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, knowing what they were going to do, notice this now, did not send them someone to afflict them, chastise them, condemn them, make them feel guilty, make them feel unworthy, accuse them. No, what he did, and all the things that they're going to do, what does he do? He sends them someone to comfort them. I hope you're getting this. This is powerful stuff. Multitudes of God's people have been missing out on the blessing, the wonderful revelation that the Holy Spirit wants to share with you in Christ. What has kept us in bondage? What has corrupted and stymied us? in our relationship. Religion. Look what Jesus says in John six fourteen sixteen. John fourteen sixteen. And I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That word another in the Greek is Alamos. And it means another in the exact same kind. In other words, the comforter, or the other comforter, is exactly as Jesus Christ is. And what? So what's the ministry of Jesus? 2 Corinthians chapter five nineteen. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing the trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So the ministry of Jesus Christ is reconciling the world unto himself, not holding them accountable for their sin or their trespasses, and wanting to reconcile them to himself. And yet we are to believe that this one, this other comforter, who is just exactly like Jesus Christ, is now the accuser of our sins, is the one who makes us miserable, is the one who draws us to the altar to to repent and to cry and travail. We're to believe that when it goes directly against the very word of God. The ministry of Christ was reconciling the world unto himself, not making man accountable for his sin the ministry was Jesus that he did not impute their trespasses unto them. He did not hold their sins against them. He did did not make man accountable for his sins, and neither did he accuse man of his sins. Not condemning man, but reconciling man unto himself and the Father. You see, Jesus fellowshiped with prostitutes. Oh, Lord, don't tell that to the church. They'll go haywire. Jesus fellowship with tax collectors and lepers, lepers and sinners. Everyone that was rejected by religion, Jesus Christ accepted. Because his ministry was the ministry of reconciliation, not the ministry of condemnation. He did not reprove them. He did not condemn them. He reconciled them. There's a woman that's been caught in an adulterous situation. You know, what's amazing to me is that it takes two people to be in an adulterous situation, and yet they only bring the woman under the Lord. And this woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, Jesus' words to her was, go in peace and sin no more. You see, instead of condemnation, there was love and acceptance and mercy. Mary anoints his feet with a costly anointment. And one of the disciples, Judas, begins to criticize her for wasting it. Jesus says, To do this, leave her alone. He's done this for my burial. Love and acceptance, reconciling the world unto himself. And when he leaves to go be with his father, what does the word say that he does? He sends another one, exactly like himself a comforter. A comforter. Let us pray. Father, I want to thank you and praise you today for your word. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for the abundance of your love, your mercy, your grace, and your acceptance. I thank you, Lord, and I count it a privilege that I am honored, that you have honored me to preach this word, to preach this message to those that have gathered today. I thank you and praise you for that which you have given today, and I count it all glory and all power. i give you all the praise for it. Your people will give you all the praise for it. Those that have gathered tonight, will give you all the praise for it. We want to thank you for tuning in to Rock Solid Truth Broadcast tonight. It has been a pleasure, and I guarantee you this. Go with God, and he will surely, surely, go with you.